1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: This texter says if Trump is supporting a Saudi golf tournament, I guess they can't call him an Islamophobe anymore. (laughs) I think Pelosi is being egged on by the globalists in the shadows who are itching for World War III to further their agenda. In my humble opinion... This person saying about COVID, I've never heard about rebound until now. I wonder why. (laughs) This I can actually find humor in, okay? The Chinese talked about shooting down Pelosi's plane, then decided they could punish America more by letting us have her back. (laughs) That's actually good. I like that one. Oh, my goodness. Biden needs a huge attitude change for himself and for us. Amen to that. Let's not forget, Biden was vaccinated and boosted. Lots of good that did him. And they still want people to get vaccinated and boosted. Now, full disclosure, I I do think... It's quite possible, as they are saying, this prevents the actual COVID sickness from being much worse than it, than it could be. I'm not questioning that at all. That's not what they originally told us. It was for, nonetheless. Biden proof you can't trust the science. Shots, drugs, tests, etc. Thousands lost their jobs due to his lousy policy. Yes. This person saying they stuck sleazy Joe back in the basement. He doesn't have COVID. (laughs) Say what you want to about Trump being a narcissist, but the economic numbers don't lie when he was in office best since Ronald Reagan. And nobody is questioning that. At least I'm not. Vince, something does not add up with this COVID and Biden. They won't let the media talk to his doctor. He only sends letters and they won't give really any information about this whole situation. Something does not seem right. I don't think it's necessary to look for any conspiracies here. I think what you see is pretty much what you get. Joe's a tough guy. Just ask him. He'll tell you. (laughs) Exactly. Vince Trump can form a complete coherent sentence. Biden want to compare himself to that? Well, of course not. As a perfectly humble American, I have always detested Trump's arrogance, despite the fact I voted for him, being perfectly humble. Ha ha ha! What else do we have here? This person—it's—it's it's amazing to me. I'm seeing a number of people questioning whether this is genuine, whether Biden really has COVID. Suggesting there may be something else going on here. Boy, you are very suspicious people out there. Why don't you trust these wonderful, honest, trustworthy people? <laughs> See, this is what you get. This is what you get, folks. Mm-mm-mm. Pretty sad. I think by now, many of you know, many of you know that the airline situation is quite a mess. Pretty much every major airline is understaffed, especially when it comes to pilots. And it may be a while before we are up to the place where... The Airlines are properly staffed you throw this on top of weather and you have a mess case in point what happened over the weekend in Charlotte a lot of people don't understand how this works and and let me just give you a briefing because I told you some days ago uh, I wanted to give you this warning and I remind you again if I understand correctly the airlines are not obligated to put you up if you end up stranded somewhere Because of weather. If there are mechanical issues or something else, that's one thing. But you should have a backup plan and a backup to your backup. In case you get stranded somewhere. Because it's altogether possible. You may go to your destination and you may have trouble getting back. It may take you longer than you expect. If weather is involved, it's on you. Just want you to know that. The Observer reporting hundreds of flights delayed, dozens canceled at Charlotte Douglas Airport. The airline blaming weather, 500, more than 500 flights delayed, 101 more canceled at Douglas Airport by Sunday evening, mostly because of weather issues. Most of these on American and its subsidiaries, PSA and Piedmont, by 8.30 p.m., the I think this figure is from Sunday. American had 283 flights delayed. 59 canceled at Charlotte Douglas. American and its subsidiaries accounted for more than 1,000 delays, 167 cancellations nationally on Sunday. I'm just saying this to remind you again. Make sure you have backup plans, <laughs> especially if there's bad weather. Just so you understand, the... Policy is, and and I assume this is across the board no matter where you are, if there is lightning near the airport, ground crews do not work. They do not go out in lightning. This is not their choice. We're talking about federal federal guidelines here. So as long as there's lightning, nothing is going to happen. They will stop traffic. They will prevent flights from taking off, going into areas where there is lightning going on. Um, Just keep in mind, it's chaos whenever there's bad weather. So you need to be aware of that. Delays at Charlotte Airport, including 287 flights originating at Charlotte Airport, 37% of scheduled departures, 217 arrivals, 40 of the cancellations originated at Charlotte. Delays and cancellations mostly from weather and the resulting traffic management initiatives. This is what I told you about, for instance. I I remember this has happened to me a number of times just going to Kentucky. If there's a ground stop here they've got lightning and we are boarding getting ready to come to Charlotte from another city they will very often halt traffic this is a lot of times what's going on behind the scenes they will decide all right we are not allowing any takeoffs any departures headed to that city and if planes are in the air sometimes you'll get diverted I've been diverted probably twice the entire time I've been flying. Though, if flying around in circles doesn't do the job after a while, um, for fuel reasons, you might end up landing in another city and staying there until it's safe to come back. Just be prepared for anything and everything. Coming up, we're to talk about economic conditions and the possible impact on midterm elections. This could be good news. Then again, maybe not. <laughs> that much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
3: You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Now, earlier in the broadcast, you heard me express the idea that one of the big problems we've got in our society is we have a lot of people don't understand context. They do not get context. And they don't have an understanding of history. So people make all kinds of exaggerations. Oh, it's never been this way or that way or never been this bad or that bad. I can tell you, I do think in some ways we are in unprecedented times. I will always back up what I say by the facts. This isn't just about a feeling or an emotion, although although emotions can be associated with that. Like, for instance, I can very much say I don't experience anything now that is familiar to me. To this level, now part of its maturity and understanding. I say this because I have some vague memories of the 1970s and the economic conditions then. Remember the gas lines? I remember a little bit about that. My dad just absolutely just profoundly disgusted by Jimmy Carter. Wasn't a big fan of Reagan at the time either. (laughs) But that's another story for another day. I think everybody universally agrees that Jimmy Carter was clearly one of the worst presidents we've ever had in our lifetimes. And that's an important disclaimer. I don't have any other context. Who was worse before that? We can have, we can probably do whole programs on the terrible presidents in history. But in our lifetimes, Jimmy Carter kind of occupied a place by himself. Now, He's got some very, very stiff competition in Joe Biden. One of the things that's going on, I love this phrase. Whoever wrote this story for the New York Post did such a great job. The headline is, spam goes on lockdown due to inflation. It's the nation's crisis in a can. How bad is it? Inflation and crime have gotten so bad in Gotham. Even cheap meat-like spam has to be locked up. Now, let me give you some context before I tell you more about the story. Before I went to a certain brand, which I'm not going to mention unless they decide to advertise in this program, I used to get these very expensive blades to shave because at the time I was on television, I had to shave every single day. And I found these blades were just excellent. What ended up happening? There was a point when stores started, stores started putting these these blades under lock and key, and putting them in these special cases that locked. I was like, "What in the world is this?" I remember this was Walmart. So it was it was annoying because half the time it took you forever to a day to find somebody. Who could come and get the key in and lock it for you and then oh, this was even a further insult I thought this was personally insulting Then they had to walk you to the cash register to make sure you pay for that product right then and there oh Yeah, oh they don't trust you to walk around in the store with that you might very well just put it in your pocket Now they're doing this with spam ladies and gentlemen spam $3.99 399 a can spam this is how bad it's gotten in new york <laughs> one cashier laughed while using a magnet to remove a can of spam from its cage i've never seen this before never seen this before At Dwayne Reed's store in the Port Authority bus depot, the shelf staple product, only three ninety nine dollars a can, is now being stocked in a plastic anti-theft case. Spam, ladies and gentlemen. The cashier among the employees, tourists, and store regulars stunned. The iconic blue and yellow cans are now being kept under lock and key, some even poking fun at the site as a sort of Jeff Koons homage. Jenny Kenny, how in the world did she end up with that name, Jenny Kenny, visiting from Louisville, Kentucky, aware of the ongoing crime waves hitting cities like New York, San Francisco, could not believe this still. She said, some of these things are just pretty ridiculous, you think. As prices and crime skyrocket, New York City stores have taken to locking up staples like toothpaste and soap to keep crooks from stealing and then hawking the products on the sidewalk. Or online marketplaces like eBay and Amazon. Yet some shoppers were confused why Spam, along with $1.89 cans of Star Kissed Tuna, was enclosed under plastic. And then you've got other pricier products, like five forty-nine cans of Amy's Soup, unencumbered. One shopper saying to put Spam in a cage is stupid kind of insulting to the customers who buy it you think <laughs> this shopper says he doesn't think spam is being stolen to sell it for crack but rather because the homeless in the area are looking for a quick and easy meal hmm someone's stealing this because they need it employees at the store said thefts have been surging over the past two plus years with one estimating a minimum of four shoplifters every evening shift one store clerk saying I don't think they stop anything it's security theater if you really needed it you could stomp on it yeah The employee's complaints were prescient. At around 7 o'clock on Thursday, a man in a black tank top and gray sweatpants had an employee unlock the glass case for a $38 electric razor and then bolted with the appliance past a yellow-shirted security guard and out the door. Oh, boy, that security worked, didn't it? (laughs) This is sad, isn't it? Isn't this crazy? Hormel CEO Jim Snee told analysts last month prices for their legacy product were set to increase in late July to cover increased transportation, packaging, and meat costs. A spokeswoman for Walgreens, which owns Duane Reed, refused to say why spam was locked down at that particular location and that installing anti-theft devices is done in response to theft data. Aha. Uh-huh one shopper agreeing how annoying this is if you're gonna catch a train you want to grab something quick it's not quick anymore you might as well have someone take your order at the door and get you what you want I don't blame her I mean at, at some point the inconvenience to honest people it just really gets to be over the top really is Coming up, let's talk about midterms. (laughs) The news is not good for the Democrats. We'll discuss that much more as we continue. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast here, over on the text line. Hmm. This person talking about thefts. If you're a small store, your profit margin is little. Maybe this is why these precautions are in place. Hmm. I don't think throwing a lot of Democrats out of office in November to make will make much of a difference long term. I only have two months, not having to worry about re-election to screw things up so badly, the new Congress will never be able to correct all the damage done. Well, let's talk about the midterm elections as we edge ever closer. Can you believe today is the first day of August? I set a personal deadline and goal for something that I'm working on. I may speak about this later on, but not yet. But I set a goal for October 1st, and when I saw that we've hit August 1st, we're now 60 days out, I thought, whoa, October's going to be here before you know it, and certainly November, close behind. Bloomberg has an interesting story, midterm misery for Biden as key economy gauge flags 30 seat loss soaring inflation has pushed the misery index a measure with a track record of getting elections right into dangerous territory for Democrats this is certainly not what they want to hear whatever else is on Americans minds there's a long list right now the state of the economy looms large in any US election Big trouble for Democrats. A new study by Bloomberg Economics takes one gauge with a knack of predicting ballot outcomes. The misery index calculated by adding up the inflation, unemployment rates, and they project this forward through Election Day. The result, based on past voting patterns, President Joe Biden's party can expect to lose 30 to 40 seats in the House. And a few in the Senate as well, easily wiping out razor-thin Democratic majorities. Economics only one part of this calculation. Democrats hope anger over abortion, gun laws, and January 6th will energize their supporters. Good luck with that. Lots of forecasting models out there using all kinds of inputs, not just economic ones. They're predicting a range of outcomes. The analysis firm inside elections sees likely Democratic losses in the House at between 12 and 30. Others indicate anything from a wash, with both parties ending up roughly where they started, to GOP gains of 45 seats or more. Wow. Still the consensus, Democrats face an uphill battle. On most days lately, there's enough in the economic headlines to suggest a reverse for the incumbent party is all but baked in. Last week, the Federal Reserve delivered its biggest back to back interest rate hikes since the early 80s, trying to tame soaring prices by squeezing consumers and home buyers. The government reported the U.S. economy has been in recession since the start of the year. That's the real state of things. Inflation hitting a 40-year high of 9.1% in June. The misery index, 12.7%. And it's not likely to come down before November, which is what they really need. Bloomberg Economics predicts an index reading at 12% in October. Take away the worst months of the pandemic crisis in early 2020. That's close to the highest level seen for a decade or more, rivaling the aftermath of the Great Recession. Unemployment then hit 10%. Democrats. Got what then President Barack Obama called a shellacking in the midterms. Since then, the once-in-a-generation upheaval of COVID-19 has led some analysts to question the predictive power of economy-based models. Larry Bartels of Vanderbilt saying, It's very difficult to interpret economic numbers right now. In the 2020 presidential election, the huge run-up in income due to the pandemic stimulus implied a Trump landslide. Whereas the huge decline in GDP implied a wipeout. Turns out, as we found out, the truth was somewhere in between. Since the Civil War, the party of the incumbent president has lost an average of 33 seats in mid-cycle House elections. The latest so-called generic polling, it strips out the specifics of individual contests. It's not disastrous for Democrats. They lag the GOP. By less than one percentage point in the real clear politics average so the thing i've said all along and i continue to say this this needs to be approached with caution caution this is not the time for exuberant optimism i think this may end up being very close then again, we might be surprised, and it's a total blowout. I don't know. But I do know what, one thing for sure, it's going to require that people show up. And I'm pleading with you, if you are a lover of liberty, don't pay attention to the people telling you don't vote. Your vote doesn't count. Please don't buy into that. Because at that point, this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's really that simple. And imagine two years, God forbid, with the possibility of even more, even more power to advance the agenda of one Joe Biden. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Monday. And it's time for us to take a look at the day in history. Christopher, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Vincent. I assume it's Vincent. <laughs> Is it Vincent? <laughs> Unfortunately.
3: Oh, uh, no, that's great. Oh, my Vincent? goodness. Vincent
2: may be good for you. You
3: sound but- connected.
2: You don't question. mess with Vincent. The quest. The question is connected to what? <laughs> <laughs> we have a total of seven questions to pose to you. Are you ready, Chris? I am. We begin in 1914. We actually had this question just a few days ago. We uh, had it in a different form. Here it's are
3: World War One. Is the answer World War One?
2: Oh my goodness how in the world did you guess that because you said
3: 1914 and I figure that's the clue to what the question would be and I remembered the question had an answer that was World War One I.
2: I was going to give you countries Austria-Hungary versus Serbia Russia Germany that was the rest of it and before you even answered uh, before I even gave the uh, the whole clue so to speak you got it. It's World War One. I. I think that should count for the next six. Not, not okay, not. let's just wrap it up and close the show. Talk to you tomorrow, Vince. Nice, <laughs> nice knowing you.
3: Always a pleasure.
2: <laughs> well, let's skip then to another uh, difficult time in our history, 1936. Oh, let's. <laughs> and this rogue leader oversaw the opening ceremonies of the Berlin Olympics. That's your big clue. Well, it wasn't Bismarck. I tell you that much.
3: <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was
2: Hitler. Is one Adolf Hitler? I don't you like are correct. His
3: name. Don't like his name.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a name that certainly lives in infamy. That makes me Italian. The Vincent's for you, for me. It's what I'll say his name a bit. You know. <laughs> 1943 is next. The PT 109 sank, and this future president was instrumental in saving the crew. 1943 is when this happened. Uh, uh, um, See, who would have been
3: active service age in 1943? It it wasn't. Was it Kennedy?
2: You are correct. It is Kennedy indeed. JFK, instrumental in saving the crew of that sinking vessel. Well, he was 44 when he
3: died, so he'd have been... In his twenties, you know. Yeah, that's that's about that time.
2: Yep. You're absolutely correct. We go to 1944, batting a thousand so far. This person made her final diary entry. That's a big clue. <laughs> it wouldn't be one of those. This isn't one of
3: those dorkiest kids' books, is it? No, it was uh, Anne Frank.
2: You are correct.
3: <laughs> dorkiest kids' book. We know. Uh, Hello, dumb diary or whatever it is. There's a series of kids' books that's you know right, right. Diary entries. I don't think Anne Frank's fit that template.
2: It's way out of that category, category, isn't it? Yeah, but she's the she's the one in history with a diary. In the place all her own. 1961 is where we go next, and I've never been to one of these places, but they've got them all over the country. By the first amusement park under this name opened in Arlington, Texas. Huh. I was familiar with the one in St. Louis, I think. But well, what is the name of this place? Six Flags is the only chain you amusement park. You are on know it. Of. You've got it. It's Six Flags, okay. the very first one opened in Arlington, okay. 1961. Another launch, 1981 this one changed the music industry forever what was it thriller that we started watching in 1981 well it would have to be mtv I suppose. mtv you're absolutely correct and uh how about closing it out with a clean sweep we have the national launch of probably the best talk show host in history 1988 that's when it happened,
3: Mort Saul started in
2: 1988. You're so silly. <laughs> You're in rare form today, That's Chris. L- L it's El You're Rushbow. absolutely right. It's El Rushbow. Uh, may he rest in peace. His national radio show started on this day in 1988, and clearly impacted so many lives. No question about it. He's Elvis. Yes, that's Elvis. a good way to describe him. Well, let's talk about a major discovery. How would you how often do you go to second hand stores at all? You know, I do. I'm I'm not
3: in that phase right now, but I have I have phases where it's probably a time of year thing.
2: Well, I want to tell you about this antique dealer. Her name is Laura Young. She bought a fifty-two pound marble bust and paid a whopping $35 for this at a Goodwill store near Austin, Texas. Well, it turns out this might be a very special find. Are you ready to find out about this? I'm, yeah, I'm waiting to. This is a 2,000 year old artifact that had been missing since World War II. The bus was likely brought to the US by a soldier returning from the war. Pretty amazing, isn't it? two thousand years old how did it wind up in a thrift store i'm cleaning out a lot of old attics i guess I, i can only guess that this person who brought this back may not have had any idea about the value of this and this is one of the interesting things in the story they don't even mention any potential dollar amounts for this so i'm very surprised but Something like
3: that doesn't belong at auction. It be, it belongs, with, you know, where they, they, the anthropologists, I guess, the, yeah, it, it belongs in a,
2: in a museum. It's probably going to end. Someone's probably going to spend a lot of money on it and put it in a museum. That you're probably absolutely right about this. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. Thanks very much for joining us. Lord willing, we're back tomorrow at the same time. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you.
0: Adios.